Kia ora everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to another one of our podcasts. Um, again, as always, we'd like to acknowledge all our listeners, wherever you are. Um, without you, we wouldn't be doing this. Um, as always, I have my co-host here, Tane. And Tane, as always, we're going to start the podcast with you telling us what you've learned and put into your bus of knowledge since we last spoke. Yeah, so um, last night I had a dinner for Karikarika Tane, which is a mentorship program through the Māori Centre. So I mentor two first-year students, um, and it was a great night just to celebrate Māori culture and the Māori students that are down here at the university. Um, but we had a lady talk to us about Papa, and I think it was really interesting to actually hear a different side of Papa. I think when we talk about Papa and our ancestors and stuff like that, we think about how we're reflecting our culture and our people coming down to the university. And I think we're always worried about trying to, how are we going to take it back to our hometown? How are we going to take it back to our people? But the interesting thing she told to us is, you know, there are some people who their job is to go to other places and actually help those other places. And I thought that was really interesting just to change that mindset because, you know, we get so stuck in looking at our hometown and how are we going to make it better? But Sometimes you are just that person who has a much bigger value than just your town. And so it was quite interesting to kind of, you know, flip the narrative and actually understand that you can make change in a wider setting. Uh, that's a great perspective. And I guess everyone's in ground with how you have to go back to where you've come from to make change. But if you think about the world, a lot of, a lot of countries are immigrant countries where there were no immigrants, there would be no change. So you know, a similar philosophy there. That's pretty awesome. And what is my basic knowledge? Well, um, pretty simple. I forgot it was daylight savings. So my boss will just be aware of the changes. Otherwise, I'm going to forget about things and I will just keep sleeping instead of waking up. <laughs> yeah, pretty simple, right? It's pretty simple. Daylight savings here in New Zealand. Happy days. Summer's coming. Um, awesome. Thanks for that, Tani. As always, we have an amazing guest. And today we have another fantastic human being who's our guest today. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome to have her today. And she's going to talk about her experiences and yeah, we're just going to go as go with the flow. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, hi, everybody. Exactly. Cool. So, Danny, um, just to get us started off, do you want to tell our listeners a bit about you, where you're from, what are you doing at the moment, um, and how old you are, I guess? Um, okay. Hi, guys. My name is Daniela Gibson. Um, I'm from, I was born in Kinapuru Hospital in Porirua. Um, so, I'm from Wellington, Porirua. Um, right now, I currently study a conjoint in law and commerce majoring in marketing and management um at victoria university of wellington and i'm 18 years old at the moment um and i also stay in a hall of residence uh called warehouse in calvin yeah brilliant cool that, that's a great intro there so um a lot of cool things there for you to start off with you grew up in Porirua. you're now uh, basically um going, going to university down the road from where you live how does that feel how does that feel living in the same city that you are Sorry, going to the same university in the same city that you grew up in. How does that feel for you? Because most people go away. Yeah, I think I was one of the only people that stayed from my school. So I, I went to Altair College in Porirua and and a lot of people went to Otago. A few people went to Auckland. And I actually know some people went to Vic, but um, I'm the only one that moved out and is in a hall of residence from Wellington out of my whole school which is kind of weird but so I do get the advantage of just rolling out of bed and just walking to classes yeah it's just it's so it's so good like I can literally see the city view from my room and it takes me 15 minutes to walk to Lambton like 10 minutes to walk to Lambton um five minutes literally five minutes to walk to my classes 
um, and the gym's also at campus, so it's like five minutes. So there's no excuses <laughs> to miss the gym. <laughs> Even on a rainy day, I go like I just sprint up the hill. Yeah, I I really love it. Honestly, awesome. Yeah. So let's go back to high school. Let's let's start your journey in high school. So um, one thing that you forgot to mention and tell everybody because you're a bit humble there is that you were the head girl at, at college last <laughs> year. How, how was that? You know, that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty awesome privilege. Yeah, I was head girl at Altair College. Yeah, it was so good. Like, honestly, I was – okay, so I was head girl at Altair College and um, for twenty for the year of 2020, and that was the year that we got our new school, and it was so – our old school got completely, like, demolished, and we had a whole school rebuilt. So we didn't have renovations or anything. We literally had a whole new school rebuilt from the ground up. Um and I was the first head girl of that school. And so I felt that, like, I felt so, so honoured to be um, to be given the role at the same time as that happening. So it was just, like, a whole new place to speak, a whole new um, environment. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. I was also the first head girl in a world pandemic at Alcea College. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I handle this, like, it's COVID. You no one has ever experienced this. Well, probably back in the old, 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 old days, but like not in a while. So that was pretty. Um, I mean, I, I would. It was kind of after yeah, like cool. speech. It was fine. That's pretty cool. So what a what a what a paradox there for you. You had a brand new school, which is pretty awesome, and then you had a world pandemic, which means you can't actually enjoy your new school for a little bit. Yeah. How, how did that feel like? You know, um, thinking about, yeah, I'm here, you've got all these crazy cool plans, which are pretty awesome, brand new school, and then, gah, lockdown. How, how was that for you? Oh, honestly, we were, we all thought it was a joke. Like, okay, I'm not going to say we all did, because I'm not going to speak for everyone, but, you know, I yeah. thought it'd be like a week or something, but then it was like a whole big lockdown, and I was like, damn, we can't go back to school. Relay for Life was the event at the time that I was working on, and it got postponed, and I was like, damn, because that's a really big event that's close to my heart um because it's for the cancer society and so i was like oh no what are we gonna do so what i did was i got the participants people who are already planning on um doing relay for life to run from a certain time it was only five minutes because we because the whole event was um nine eight i think seven a.m to seven p.m 5 a.m. Yeah, like, but we made it only until like 9 p.m. or something. And then I gave everyone allocated time slots to run. And then I made them record themselves running for proof because you don't actually know if people ran or not. Like, you could get their screenshot from like a time app or something like that, their steps or something, but you, you just don't know. So I told them, oh, you guys need to record yourself running so we can like have proof that you actually did it. But then I got all those videos. I obviously asked for permission afterwards, but I got all those videos collated it into a real big um like montage and then posted it on the Altair College Instagram which I actually created last year which was the big driver for my head girl like yep. thing like that was the thing that I like pushed out the most because it had um like a COVID video that we made with all the head students it had the Relay for Life highlights and then all these other highlights and just like that was where I ran everything everyone viewed the stories we have like a thousand plus followers now but that was all from last year like that would did not exist prior to last year um yeah and it turned out real well that's pretty awesome right because you know you have adversity always brings out um, um different things right so we had this ad- let's make the most out of it and um 
you you touched on something that that our last speaker also spoke about that um for cancer and how it's close to the heart our last speaker spoke about that as well do you want to share why this particular site is is close to you yeah so in 2000 in, in october 2019 my mother actually passed away and so i grew up in a household with it was just my brother my sister my mum, and i so that was like quite a big thing for me because that was like our house our caregiver like everything taken in that one incident um she died from cancer and I think and oh my gosh I always get that it's either like liver or lung that's really bad for me to not know off by heart but it's um I don't really like thinking about it too much like the detail yeah Probably. so but yeah she died from cancer it was about two years of um her battling cancer um yeah she was in stage four which is like reverse that I'm pretty sure um and yeah so she passed away on t- October 8th 2019 and that was year 12 for me so I was going through the whole of year 12 battling that behind the scenes and also year 2000, 2018 but obviously it was under wraps like I didn't really want to tell anyone and that was also the year where your NTA results have to be perfect because that's what scholarships look at and that was the year that you have to really um try hard if you want to go for a a head student role because you know it's the year before you get elected and then um yeah I actually came back to school to do my head student speech and like that was the first time everyone had seen me since like it was it had been so long I didn't go back to school for the longest time and they yeah they were just like listening to my speech and I was like yep I'm still gonna do it like my principal said to me that I don't have to do a speech but then I was like nah I, I think I should because how like how else would I get the role I guess you know what I mean um so yeah I did that but yeah that's also why um Relay for Life is close to my heart because yeah someone very close to me passed away during oh due to cancer um so yeah I, I'll always like I was the organizer for 2020 I participated in the years prior to that as well so yeah that, that, that's pretty awesome thank you for sharing that with us um that's really close to your heart and how, how, how awesome I mean how awesome are you for you to go through year 29 with all this battle Tell me, so you had this battle here, you came back to school, you did your, your head girl speech, head and speech, and then you were ordered, they announced that you were head girl. How did you feel? What is what is the emotions that went through you, given that you had a pretty, your year was not the best? Honestly, yeah, it was like, so we, you don't find out prior, nobody finds out prior. Um, your family gets rung to go to the prize giving ceremony if you do get like any award. Um, so they got rung, but they couldn't tell their children so I wasn't I didn't know so I genuinely didn't know like if I was going to get it or not so they it's kind of sad they like invite all the um the like the nominations and if you get it then like good but if you don't get it you're just like (laughs) having to clap for the people who did so um yeah it was kind of nerve-wracking so when they announced my name I was the last person to be announced so it was like deputy head girl deputy head boy head boy and then head girl so I was like the last person I was like like shaking like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh and then yeah they announced um and head girl is Daniela Gibson and everyone's like screaming like literally my year group was screaming and then I went up I took I took my mum's frame so I had a big frame with a picture of her to the prize giving um my family was holding it and I grabbed it from then and then I went to the stage they put like the blazer on me 2019 have to take off their blaze oh yeah, take off their blazers and hand it over. But obviously we get, like, new blazers. It's just for, like, the look. And, um, yeah, I was – I 
I cried. Like I, I was so shocked. Like I, I just, I really felt like I was destined for the role. You know what I mean? Like when I first knew that Head Girl was a thing in year nine, I honestly wanted that role, but I just never told people. Only pe- person that knew was like my family because it's kind of each to their own. But for me personally, I don't like to tell everyone my next moves yeah. if it's something really big and if it's something not guaranteed because it's kind of embarrassing if you don't get it. But then it's also like not embarrassing. But for me, I just I just didn't want it anyway. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was so happy and I was like, oh, like I think a lot of people were tearing up as well because of like they knew what had just happened and they were just like, you deserve yeah. everything you get. You know, yeah. That's pretty cool. What about you, Tana? You got deputy hit boy. Um, and was that a role you were gunning for? Like, you know, Daniela said in year nine that was a role she figured out. When did when did this whole leadership thing come to you? Uh, I think it came to me from as young as intermediate. Like intermediate, I pushed for hit boy. Yeah. Intermediate. Um, and I always wanted to take up some form of leadership. I always knew that you know that was the next challenge to take on, and so I always pushed. But you know, I always missed out. You know, and Year seven and eight and intermediate, I missed out, but I got house captain, so I still had a leadership role. And then going into high school, I kind of, you know, still wanted head boy again and then got deputy head boy. So I was a bit, yeah, like I wasn't really happy with the results, obviously, because I believe in myself and I know I am capable of doing these things. But the more I reflect on it, the more I know that I'm the kind of person who would put that pressure on myself if I had that title. And as we said in the last podcast, you know, the title doesn't say that you need to have this certain amount of leadership. You know, you're a leader regardless of what the title is and it's how you portray yourself and how you go about making change. I think, like you said before, that you put expectations and you have all these goals. And I think I think you mentioned something really awesome there, Daniela. And I read this somewhere that a lot of people, they just grind the goals quietly. Just have your goal there, you tell the people, you tell the people and just get it, get going. And there's others out there that oh I'm doing these awesome things and they never get it done because they've just put it out there and now they're afraid to do things. So that's that's pretty awesome. The silent grind, hey? So let's let's go to year 13 again. So Daniela, you were picked to do hands on a tiger. You were picked to some other people to head down south, and how was that for you? So so for those that for those of you that don't know um Porirua, Porirua has a has a very um interesting population, you know, high Maori, high Pacifica, and your school is a representation of that. And you know, in tertiary in New Zealand, there's a there's a low low representation of Maori and Pacifica, and that's and that's just the way it is. So, lots of universities run programs where they try and encourage young Maori and young Pacifica to engage, which is fantastic. And Danielle, you you got to come along to that. Now, given you you're from Puerto so you sing lots of Maori and Pacifica, you go to hands on not hands on sorry OC on campus experience. Um, how was that for you? You go along, then you meet all these other crazy cool Maori young people from around the country. What was that like for you? Um, that was actually so good. Like. Um, I loved I loved that so much. That was my first ever taste of university. I never knew what university was like. Didn't know what to expect. You can only be told so much, but it's until you experience it that you actually know what it's like. Um, I just want to quickly mention that I'm half Cambodian, and I'm also the other half consists of being Maori, New Zealand, European, and Samoan. So I'm basically in all those communities like the Pacifica, Maori, and Asian community, and then the European community, I guess. Um, so. I wasn't your your typical Maori to the first glance, if you get what I mean. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, I got chosen to go down there and do that. That was really awesome. I honestly, I think how, how many people? Only 30, 
yeah, um, out of New Zealand. And that's yeah. actually so small compared to how many people applied. I think a lot of people applied, like, hundreds. And, yeah, so we got picked and we went down. I stayed in Adenau College, which is a hall in um, in Otago. And uh, we went to mock lectures. And then we had, like, the hall food. We stayed in uh, – we did marae styles in the um, – I think in one of the common rooms at Arana College and I just met a lot of people who are like like minded as me. Um, yeah, all Maori. Um, oh, it was such we had to like games, uh, we were told what it's like. Oh, it was actually so fun. I made a little vlog as well and I got a proper taster and I was so excited for uni after that. I honestly was. I didn't know what to expect and I left and I was like, oh, I can't wait to go. Like, I can't wait to get out of this um, this routine that high school has for you. Like, everything's set out, but uni's just that little bit more freeing. Yeah, it's so cool, right? And I think you mentioned a key thing that you met other like-minded people. How was that for you? Because they came from all around the country. They just came from yeah. everywhere, right? Well, because we were all in the same boat, and so we were yeah. all not knowing what to expect, and we were all Māori, and we knew that, you know, Māori and Pacifica are a minority in tertiary education, which is just, yeah, how you said, just how it is. And so we all had, like, this passion to just, like, bring more the occupations in the world, like, especially, um, like, law or entrepreneurship, like, all those high um, occupations and... Yeah, we were all passionate, and it was just like so. Like, I was, I had faith in like the future. Awesome, cool. Hannah, what about yourself? So you you went to Hands On Otago, not on campus experience. Sorry, I made a mistake there. And Hands On Otago, you landed there again, and we always speak about this. Um, what is your what is your feeling as as a young Maori? Because you get there, and what did you feel as a young Maori lad? I think it was quite overwhelming in terms of you know like the experience and seeing how there weren't as many Māori students as, you know, there were other cultures. You know, if you think about other cultures and how they represent themselves, there's already a representation down at the university. And I think, you know, coming from a school where I was one of the only um, top academics that was Māori, it was quite interesting to see, you know, there were other Māori in the same boat who, you know, were a minority in their school and they still wanted to make that change. And I think that's the cool thing to see, you know, that, there are people out there striving to make that change because when you don't see other people making that change, it can be discouraging when you feel like you're the only one. So it's really cool, you know, to see everybody pushing for that same end goal. Awesome. And the two of you are, you know, are awesome in that, in that, that light there. Daniela, um, you mentioned something really interesting. You, you have, you have this amazing cultural diversity in your own self. How do you, how do you find yourself? How do you identify yourself in that, you know, the Cambodian, the Maori, the Pakeha, the uh, Pacifica, I mean, that might be an interesting, interesting world that you, that collides for you every day. Honestly, it is. It's one of the, it's one of the most like common things that everyone asks me. They, so I look Indian at first glance. I already know that everyone thinks I'm Indian until like, I don't know, I talk. It's really, I don't know how to, I mean, I'm okay with it, but like when I tell them what I am, they're like, wow, what a mix. Like you, I find it rare to see people with all three communities, like Pacifica, so Polynesian, um, Caucasian, and then Asian, like all that in one person is kind of rare, I guess. But it, I used it to my advantage. I really did because I knew people in the Asian community, in the Caucasian community, in the Polynesian community. And that's kind of, I guess, how I was I had an advantage 
and my um and my like characteristics for being head girl and just also being social that's how I'm so social because sometimes there is a little bit of a barrier from different um cultures like it's not it's not common because it's New Zealand New Zealand is I think we're pretty good when it comes to like discrimination in my opinion we're pretty we're pretty good um so but then there are like sometimes problems where people can't really mix and mingle and they just really stick in their groups and they're like Polynesian groups you have them at school or, um yeah like to stay with their ethnicity I guess and so I can I had so many groups like for example in year 10 I had like four or five groups of friends and I could just talk to anyone like I was just so diverse like that and I just use that and a lot of people yeah they they, they do wonder like what are you what are you and I'm just like oh I'm half Cambodian I can speak Cambodian as well I can yeah. speak I can say things in Maori like pronouncing correctly because I've done kapahaka since I was in year six yeah. yep year six so I've just like no waiata wow no pipiha and all that stuff um and then yeah, obviously English is just English but um yeah I think I'm re- I really like I really use that as a good trait of mine just to be so multicultural because it gives you so much advantage it really does like you can like you know tikanga Māori is important and then you also know that like you know what to say to Polynesians and you know what to say to age. I don't know. I just feel like it's so good. Like, it's not a bad thing. Definitely not a bad thing. I really love it. I really love that about myself. I do embrace every culture. Like, I've done Cambodian dancing um, for their parades every year. Um, and then I've been in poly groups. I've done Cook Island dancing, Samoan um, for poly fest. And then I've done Kapahaka. And, like, oh, yeah, I'm just so immersed in it. I love being so diverse and I love my cultures, all of them. Oh, look at look at the passion there. That passion just comes right through, and it's pretty awesome that you embrace it. You know, because lots of people don't embrace it; that they they're they're shy. You know, I meet lots of young, lots of lots of humans actually, not just young people, where they they're a bit shy of the culture because of whatever reason. You know, sometimes they they have to be too Euro- Eurocentric, or they have to be very Maori or very Pacific or very Asian because that's the world that they live in. But it's awesome to see how you've embraced you've embraced everything and like bring it on. This is a strength, and um, you can make it work for you, which is awesome. Um, Let's go back to year thirteen. So, I mean, Danielle, obviously you're a you're a wonderful young person, and, and that can come through pretty pretty clear. You had you have an option of going to university. So, you know, you lost your mum unfortunately, and was university was there was it a question for you to go to university, or was that was your was your your driver? Definitely always my driver. So I would also want to mention another thing is that no one in my family on both sides of my family has ever gone to university or gotten a degree so I would be first in family side note my dad did graduate from university in 2019 but I don't really I'm just gonna say this I don't really have a relationship with him so I don't really count him as like family even though he's biologic my dad I don't count him as the first you know I should but um so yeah I'll be the first definitely for my mom's side I'll be the first person ever like ever no one my granddad my grandparents um my aunties uncles cousin nobody I'm also the eldest grandchild on both sides of the family so I've got that big responsibility to be a role model um so I that was a huge driver to me going to university definitely want a degree definitely want to get that high education especially because I have that opportunity to like I'm not gonna throw it away if I have the opportunity even if I didn't get a scholarship I still would have gone still would have gone out of student loan or worked to save for the money like I just I always knew that I wanted to go to university even in primary I would see like Victoria University like driving around in Wellington and I'd be like I want to go there 
yeah. That's really awesome. So, and it's pretty cool because you grew up in a city with the university. What about you, Tane? You didn't, there was no university in Taranaki. So what was your driver to go to university? I think it was just knowing that it was a possibility. But yeah, I think the possibility wasn't as obvious until we got into high school. Like we had the polytech there, so we knew that there was higher education past um, high school, but we didn't have those same opportunities. And my driver, yeah, was once I knew that it was possible, it was about how can I get there? And so I had to make a plan in terms of, you know, how do I make this possible? Because, yeah, you just have to have that confidence that once you know you are capable of doing it, it's how do I get there? Awesome. Yeah, really cool. Both both awesome. Um, so you're both driven, which is fantastic. And you both had opportunities to go anywhere in the country. So how did you decide how did you decide where to go? Because you both be fantastic at any university. Danielle, how did you how did you choose? I mean, I know how you chose your university, but how did you how did you let's tell our listeners how you chose it? Yeah, a lot of people ask me this actually because I I used to make it so known. I used to put polls up on my Instagram, make TikToks and like have the comments tell me which one to go to or which one's better give me opinions you know like I literally read reddit posts and everything I was so torn because I had offers from every university I applied to so I applied to Victoria, Otago, Massey, Auckland, AUT and I also applied for scholarships for from all of them and I got scholarships from all of them so I was just like and I will just mention not like little ones too like big ones that would actually uh help, like make it possible for me to go there so yeah, so I was like, oh, now I have to choose and I just don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, but really, it did come down to the money. It did offer me a, uh, the biggest paying scholarship and it was actually pretty new. So um, it was, yeah. like, hard to turn down. So, yeah, that's why I'm at Vic because of that scholarship. And that's true, right? You know, let, let's be honest. We've, we've spoken on this before, Tane and I, about money. Money is, money is real. Um, it is. It comes. It's, it's an impact. But I think. I think um, you touched. You made something really important here in your conversation, Danny, when you spoke about even if you didn't have the money or scholarship, you'd still take a loan out, and because that was your driver. And Tana, we've spoken about this before. We we, we want people to look at loans as an opportunity and not a cost, because um, I think lots of people think about oh, money, I can do it. Yeah. And Tana, what about you? I mean, you again, you're the same thing. You could go anywhere because again. Like Danny, you had scholarships from everywhere that you applied. I think my decision was probably harder because similar to Danny, I got offers for scholarships for everywhere that I applied. Um, but my decision was harder as well because all my friends were going to Auckland and Auckland was the biggest scholarship I got offered. So it was really hard to weigh up everything. But I knew I always had this gut feeling about Otago. And to me, it came down to the opportunities that Otago offered me. You know, no other university did I have a strong connection to or have the support to, you know, choose my course and choose what I was going to do. And so for me, that's what drew me to Otago was the fact that Otago was willing to give me those opportunities. And, you know, coming from a small town where those opportunities didn't just come to you every day, that's how I made my decision because it was so crucial that coming down to hands-on, it made me a better person. It made me realise those opportunities were possible for me and so that's why I made the decision to come down here and I haven't regretted it since you know I look back and sure the money was a factor but again you know we knew that if I didn't get the scholarship I would have made it possible because there's so much more to university than the money and yeah this is where I wanted to be so I'd make it work that's awesome and you know there's no 
good or bad place here. There's just a place. You decide on a place, and if you go and you make the most out of it. And you know, and the cool thing is, you both got money, which is fantastic because you both you both deserve it. You know, um, so let's 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 acknowledge that there, because um, free money is good money, right? The free money because because you earned it. So awesome. How has first year been for you, Danny? I mean, it's a big. Is it a big jump from school to? Yes. <laughs> What 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 are what are, your, what are the big jumps for you, guys? If you're listening to this, be aware. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's definitely so okay. Honestly, I don't think I'm a great representation of a first year because I'm doing a conjoint, and it's law and commerce. So that's just that's not easy. I'm just gonna say that. So if you're planning on doing that, that's not easy. But um, so yeah, the the workload is a big jump. I'm going to say what someone told me in high school and I didn't believe them, but it's actually true. One month of NCA level, like year 13 learning is crammed into a week at university. Like you learn something new every single day and it's just so much information and it's so uh, like just so detailed as well. And yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Um, you f- will find your you will find well actually no I found myself having a lot of late nights um studying and don't fall behind just I'm just saying just watch your lectures on time go to them don't don't let it build up like really don't let your lectures build up just go to them and keep on top of it because that will be your biggest strength that's a lot of things that's a lot of um things that a lot of uni students do that they are often catching up and um it's not a good thing to do. I'm just going to say that. Um, also, find something that will that will break your cycle of school. So for me, it was a gym. I adopted the gym a lot this year, and that was my home away from school. Like, I was always thinking about school. Even in the dorms, I was always thinking about school, university, go to it every day. Weekend, I would always do, like, homework or work on an assignment or something. And the gym was where I really didn't think about school, like, once. It was just getting gained. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you will find yourself really immersed in university um, more than high school. Um, depending on what you choose to study, I think either way it will be more increased than university and NCA. Yeah, but honestly, back yourself. Like, I thought university was going to be very, very, very hard. I mean, it is very hard, but it's just not – it's doable. It's definitely doable, like, for anyone. It's not It's not just for very, very smart people or, you know, what I mean? Like, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it, as long as you have the passion. I know people who got straight excellences in NCA and then, like – they they're still struggling with uni and I know people in the opposite they they did not well in uh, NCA and they're doing so good at uni like it doesn't matter you're you'll do what you make it yeah that's true and um what about you Tane think about your first year how did you find your first I think it was quite overwhelming and as you say it's such a huge jump up and terms of the content that you yeah like it's just such a big jump up but I think you know as time goes on you get better at doing it and just that's what I was going to talk about in terms of you saying about you know don't fall behind that's so crucial and I think you have to keep it in mind like the reason I always keep up and the reason I go to lectures and stuff like that is because you know I came down to university for a reason you know I think if you're going to watch the lectures and catch up on it it's pretty much you know distance learning and you're just not immersed in that full university experience. So I think if you're paying the money to be down here, why not go to the lectures? You might not enjoy every single lecture. I know I've had lecturers, which I just... Yeah, yeah, I have, 
I have lectures that, you know, you just get bored to death, but you have to go through it. And sometimes it's just that experience, right? You're not going to know if you don't immerse yourself. And you're also not going to meet peers that are doing the same studies. You know, in first year, it doesn't seem as crucial to meet people and do things because there's so many other factors you're just trying to figure out and you're trying to figure out what this new chapter means for you. But as you get into second and third year, it's so crucial to know who's actually studying with you so you don't go into your first classes in second year and not know anybody that's doing the same degree as you, you know. So there's always benefits to going to the classes. And even though it's overwhelming at the time, the benefits will come later on. Yeah. But so can I summarize that? What I heard was from Danny is first year it's all about brain gains and muscle gains. That is simple. <laughs> okay? That's what I'm hearing, yeah. That's so the brain gains and muscle gains. Yep. Yeah? <laughs> awesome. Um but hey, what about what about fun? I mean, you talk about you talk about learning, both of you. I mean, university is fun. This is what fun is. Well, let's let's be real here. This is what the fun side of university. Let's talk about the fun. So yes, you've got brain gains, you've got gains in the gym. What about what about the social life? Because you know, when you come to university, you're meeting people from a whole diverse range of cultures and backgrounds and you know expectations and perceptions. How how has that been? Especially living in both of you lived in a, in a hall of residence. What has that been like? Yeah, it's been real good. Okay, I'm just going to say another thing as well. Um, when you leave high school, you will most likely have, like, like your friends will most likely be mostly uni students. And then obviously you'll keep in touch with your high school friends if you want to. But, um, yeah, most of my friends are uni students that I've just met this year. And obviously I keep in touch with some of my high school friends. But if you're worried about social life, don't be. You're going to make friends. Like, you're going to make friends. The halls make it easier, definitely, because you, you kind of are forced to talk to people. Like, you need someone to eat with at dinner, lunch, breakfast, go to class with. Um, there's just people on your floor, you know, you just make friends. It just, it's bound to happen. Um, the social life, the fun, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, like, if you don't like drinking, then, like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> um, but when you're in a hall, um student night becomes like a common thing on a Wednesday you go to um like town and the clubs and on Saturday and Sunday I mean not Sunday (laughs) Friday and Saturday you you go to town as well we have a safety van at warehouse which is my hall that takes us down at like 10 but a lot of people walk and then takes us back every 15 minutes um until 2 30 which is really good um and you got like a, a, a night guard that will help you, you know. Um, and yeah, you just get on it a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where am I? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, Are you good there? <laughs> uh, so sure you, right? Yeah. I mean, it is a good stress reliever if you um, do get stressed a lot. And honestly, being being like an eight minute walk from town, you can't resist it. Like, you just can't. Like, gotta make use of this honestly rent prices in central wellington oh mate those are very expensive so if you're somewhere close like use that to your advantage so i am so i am using it to my advantage um and also there's like like so you'll have ras in a course of residence if you do go to a course of residence and ras usually put on like game nights or movie nights or pizza nights um we've had like i think we're doing something for halloween coming up but we've had like Oh, I can't even think. Um, we've had toast. Oh, we had a well-being week. Yeah. yeah, we had a well-being week. We had toast night, dessert night. Um, we have had quiz nights, a bunch of quiz nights. Um, we've had diesel dash, which is like 
you run up and down the field and you try and drink as much as you can. Um, it's really fun. <laughs> if you grew up in a strict household, then your time for freedom has come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, kidding much kidding much kidding much kidding much That's true. <laughs> let, 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 let's be honest. Let's not lie behind. The university is fun. Yeah, yes, we did learn, but hey, there's also a lot of socializing that happens. And, um, and I think that's when you meet other people that are like-minded but in a different way, right, Tane? Yeah, definitely. You meet so many new people that just have different ideas to you and you know you've got to put those yourself in different situations you know especially some of the um fun social things i've done you know even volunteering or being involved with the multi center you know um and i think you know for people who are coming into first year especially use all those opportunities all those activities that are run for you to your advantage you know my first semester pretty much was just lockdown and i was at home I didn't get the chance to, you know, go and play all the social sports or get involved with all my peers as much as I wish I had of. And, you know, at the same time, I know that assessments come up and you have tests and all those kinds of things, but it can be good just to step away from study from an hour and just go, hey, you know, these are my peers. And you just debrief and you realize that everybody's in the same situation. So it's good to you know, go out, have some fun, not think about uni, because the more you think about uni, the less enjoyment you actually get out of it. You know, if you're putting so many hours in that you're never getting a break, you know, if you lose your enjoyment, you use you lose the fun factor. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty cool. It, it it um it's nice to summarize by our last podcast a few weeks ago, who basically said, "Have fun, you know, just have fun." And that was what she said. She was like, "Just have fun and um, don't be shy about it." You know, you know, Danny said, "You go out, you have a good time, you do these things here. Don't be embarrassed by it. Enjoy it." But obviously, there's limitations. You know what you're there for. Have a good time. You know, work hard, play hard, work hard again, what I like to say. Um, hey, Danny, you mentioned something that, that I want to just touch on is uh, the price of flatting in Wellington. Is that is that something that's worrying you for next year? Or what are you thinking about that there? Um, yeah, so um, right now it's around like 250. I would say the average is 240 for a room. Um, I don't know if that's expensive. But I think, think I think that's expensive. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's two forty for Wellington Central, and then like the other outer suburbs like Karori and like Newlands or Johnsonville, it's like two hundred, and sometimes you'll get like one ninety, one seventy somewhere else. But I've heard in Otago it's bloody cheap, isn't it? What is like Tane? What are you paying, Tane? Yeah, I'm paying one twenty five a week without anything, or one fifty with everything included. So yeah, <laughs> when I hear yeah, I have a few friends at Vic. I mean, they're saying those prices. I just can't believe how much you guys are paying. <laughs> oh my gosh, what the hell? Yeah, that's so cheap. Oh my god. So is that is that a, is that a stress factor for you and your peers? Like, think about your peers. From first, your first is all good, cool. You're living in a whole of residence. Everything's all hunky dory. And next year, reality hits. How does that? How does that? How does that make you feel like? And this is this is not you. This is just anybody. You know, this is just this is life. In yeah. Wellington, so. Yeah. Um. So halls is actually more expensive than flatting. I'm pretty sure. So it's cheaper, but I didn't really think about it because my hall is paid for by my scholarship. So now it's like really kicking in, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that big chunk of money is gonna be taken out from my account, and I'm just like, oh, like you don't want to think about it, and then you got to think about expenses, and you got to think about transport as well because transport does add up if you do take it um, across the week. Since I don't, I don't think about it. But now if we do live somewhere that's not close to the campus, then I'll be thinking about it. Um, but honestly, preferably, I'd rather put my money towards rent than transport as long as I get to walk to the place because, yep. yeah, it can add up over the week. Um, 
I'm missing you watch the recordings, but no, go to your classes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wellington's expensive, guys. I'm just going to say that. But I'm pretty sure Auckland is the same, I think. It's just Otago that's really good, like really good for, for um, house prices. House prices buying a house, are we, Danny? I mean, not house prices rent. <laughs> but so, I heard, hey. isn't Otago getting more expensive next year? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just the climate around the the world is just going pretty crazy. And I think, mm. you know, it's, for those of you listening out there, you know, if you have an offer to do a summer job, do a summer job. If you have an offer to save, save. If you have an offer to apply for a scholarship, apply. There's, the worst that can happen is no. Definitely apply. Apply for anything, like anything, anything and everything. That's what I did. And I actually got everything. And I was like, what? When I was little, I didn't think I would ever get a scholarship. I honestly thought, I don't know, it just seemed so much harder. And then I ended up getting one in year 12. And then I got one a bunch of year 13. I'm on right now. I never, ever, ever would have thought ever that I would have something like that. So just really just try because the worst thing you can get is a no. And that's not going to kill you. Tana, you've mentioned many times that you never thought you'd get a scholarship. You didn't You didn't have that. You're like, no, if someone else is better. And you applied and you, like you're the same as Danny. You got offered scholarships in most places. And um, yeah, and here you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just put yourself out there, you know, and that's the thing. It's not just academic things that you need. It's being well-rounded. You know, Danny showed that she's a well-rounded person. She's not just academic, but she's got all these other amazing things in her corner. And that's what makes you a better candidate, you know, because if you only have one thing, that's your only thing to fall back on. It's better to be a well-rounded person who, hey, may not get, you know, A pluses and everything or be doing social events 24-7, but you're a well-rounded person who, can connect people and that's what the university wants yep and that's what anybody wants right when you go into the working force boom who are, they, who are you going to take someone that's academically smart or someone that is actually life smart mm. yeah, that's yeah. An interesting little, little little play there um what are you looking forward to for next year danny i mean fingers crossed you get into law school is that is that the goal so tell, tell, tell me why law why is why is law something that you want to do a lot of people are going to like be like oh my gosh when i tell them why but I honestly wanted to go to university for just commerce. I never even thought about law. I want to work in government and I want to represent my people. Can I ask you a question? Who are your people? Who are your people? What is what oh. are your people? But, you know, I honestly like to, when I say my people, I'm talking about POC, people of colour. That's what I'm okay. talking about. So okay. I want to represent people of colour in the government and in our legislation, I guess. Um, I mean, I... I, I, I don't 100% want to be a lawyer but I kind of do like I'm not 100% there I don't know where I want to be I just know that I want to I do want to work in um like business and um, employment and innovation like that sector um because I do love business and I do love commerce but um represent us uh people of color serve people of color because that's what I love to do I love to serve the people and I love to be a voice for the people and to get things done and like to just improve our world as a whole. Um, so I feel like law would help me with that. And so that's why I chose to study it as well. And I honestly, I thought give it a go because I don't want to do like, so in commerce you have to do core papers and one of them is kind of a legal paper. And so I was like, well, I don't want to do this paper and then to realize that I like legal side of things and then do law next year or something. I just want to give it a go since it's yet fees free just give it a go you know like this is your time to save time later a lot of people change their degree like which is fine but a lot of people do change their degree and kind of do sometimes waste time 
So yeah, I, I'm enjoying it actually. So lucky I did choose to study it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I like to learn about history. History was one of my best subjects, and I don't know why I didn't think of law. I literally don't know why I didn't think of law, but yeah so here i am and i've always been interested in business like i've done i'm a part of this company called remojo tech um search it up if you want and if you have any laptops that you don't want and are about to chuck away donate them to us because we refurbish laptops and donate them to students in need i'll tell you, and what, also, I'll tell you what if you if you send us the link we'll put it up onto the onto the podcast page oh yeah yeah for our listeners out there pretty awesome but yeah but like, that's why i chose what i want to study Awesome. And what about you, Tana? What is your driver? Because why are we meeting you and you had everything on the channel and we went to like multiple plans with you. And what did yeah. you end up with economics and, and, and sports, I guess? Um, I think for me, like, as you say, I had so many interests, but I think I narrowed it down to what the papers had to offer. I had a look at what the papers were going to do and where they were going to kind of lead me. Um, but I think it was important, like, it was cool to know that I could take interest papers as well. I think a lot of people think that they have to be set on a major and that's it or a major and a minor and that's it. You don't have anything else you can do. But you know, in first year I took a marketing paper and a psychology paper as interest. And, you know, it goes towards my degree, but it doesn't go towards my major or minor. So it's just cool to know that, you know, you can do interest papers. You don't have to settle for just focusing on one thing because, you know, it's daunting. You come from high school where you've done all these different things and you're trying to decide what am I what's my future but the reality is you know none of us really know and you're going to come down here and see papers that people just absolutely love and you have never thought about and you know psychology I'd never thought about I'd heard about in high school but never really thought it was interesting and then somebody talked about it and I thought hey you know let's give it a shot because you don't know unless you try so it's really cool to know that you can actually take things outside of your norm. And conversely, let's, let's, you'll also hate stuff. You'll go, oh, I love this school. I really love this school. Go to university. Oh, this sucks. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's crazy how that happens, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Danny, I want you to ask you, ask you a question. Thinking about, thinking about other listeners out there, what advice would you give them about, say, if they're thinking about when they're leaving school and everyone's got a fear, you know, we have fears, what would you say to them? Even year 13, whole whole answer is going to come out, scores is going to come out. Everyone's like, ah, oh, hyper, hyper, hyper. What would you say to them? What I would have loved to hear, I'm just going to phrase it like that. What I would have yeah. loved to hear in, as year 13 in high school is that it will be okay. Like, it will be okay. You will make friends. You will make friends. You will at least make one friend. I'm just reassuring you, Danielle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> myself. You will make at least one friend. You will be able to do your papers. You will be able to. It's not hard. You'll think it's hard, but it's doable. Everything is doable. You will at least do your papers and you'll make friends. You will um, love some stuff and you might not like some stuff. But that's okay because that's that's normal. You're not alone. Everyone else is in the same boat as you. Every first year is in the same boat as you. Another thing to remember is that you're not the only one that's 18. You're going to university with people that are literally like 40 in your class first year or like 60 in your class first year. It's not just your year group anymore. It's going to be different ages. Definitely a lot of diversity, um, except I was already brought up in diversity. So if you're a student who's who's really in a school that doesn't have much diversity uni is just a whole different game like there's people from everywhere from different places um a lot of people from small towns coming to wellington and they're just like whoa this is a big city and to me it's a small city because i've been brought up here so everyone's different yeah don't be afraid go to all your lectures and and really write down detailed notes rephrase everything you learn into 
into something you'll understand because sometimes you will come across like the teaching um the words they use you don't you know you might not understand and you know just like do that extra mile and past classes if you're if your university offers past classes they will help you past classes are basically like study classes um yeah and just add that onto your timetable um and then also if you're Maori and Pacifica sometimes you'll have MPI that will help you as well what I do is I go to MPI pass and my normal classes so I've got so much support use all your support that you can get book with your student advisor they will always be there if you need it like if you feel like you have no one student advisors are always there learning student learning is always there um and even requests for mentors you know like I have a mentor for law yeah you'll be fine like you'll actually be fine you you'll love your life I think uni me glows different to high school me definitely um and yeah just really back Mm. yourself I don't know what else to say. Well, those are fantastic. I mean, Tana, do you want to add? I mean, that's anything to add to that list there, which is pretty like expensive. Oh, wait, yeah. I have one more thing to add. <laughs> yeah, go for it. If you're going to halls of residence, you'll find yourself eating noodles a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> Get me green because it's so good. And um, yeah. I'm just going to list a bunch of things that you need to buy because that I forgot to buy them and I just like was a bit stuck. So buy dishwashing liquid because sometimes the um one in the hall runs out. Buy tomato sauce because sometimes you get a late night takeaway and you have no sauce. Buy um coat hangers, buy dish uh washing powder and like whitener or softener if you want. And um yeah, because some unis don't have full length mirrors and you want to look at your whole outfit. Um a lot of blankets because it can get cold. Um yeah, I don't think there's much else, but definitely bring the... Oh, four plugs, four plugs, get four plugs because you sometimes there's only, like, two plugs in your room and you need four. Um, I brought my, like, big screen TV. So, like, if it's, oh, like, wow. you know, <laughs> if, you, if you can, you know, make it homely. Like, this is your space for a whole year. Um, I don't think you can put pins in, but just, you know, do whatever you want because this is where you're going to be half the time anyways. That's, that's, that's and amazing. And a washing yeah. basket. Bring a washing basket. Yeah, Tana, you're giving, you're giving washing baskets, right? You get washing baskets, you get washing powder, all that fun stuff is given to oh, you. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, Not sorry. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. So that's what I'm saying. Just bring it. Anyways, just in case. And make yeah. sure you don't forget your washing powder in the washing room because people will steal it. That's pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. What about you, Tana? What are you going to add to that awesome list there? I think just be willing to challenge yourself and know that everybody's in the same boat. You know, I was able to see that firsthand and it really helped me going into first year knowing everybody was in the same boat. But, you know, even though I'd had that experience, nothing can prepare you for those first couple of weeks. You're going to be tired. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be just unsure of what is happening in the world around you. But that's absolutely part of it. You know, there's only, you know, you're only going to overcome it if you go through that stress. You know, nothing can help you settle in faster than just being immersed in it. And so it's up to you to get out there and, you know, put your best foot forward. And that's so true. You know, you can read, you can read blogs, you can listen to people, you can watch TikToks, you can watch Instagram Reels, you can do all that kind of stuff there. But nothing is going to make any change until you actually get there. It means nothing. Definitely. Yeah. And to, to round off, um, I wanted to ask you a question, Daniel. What is what is your one passion that that really ignites you every day? So you know, what is what is a, a calling for you? You know, um, is it climate change? Is it because you've done some pretty cool things? You know, you spoke about cancer. You've done some pretty cool things at school. What is your what is your what is what what gets you excited every day about life? Oh, I don't, I don't you know. know. Like, oh, I don't know. I actually don't. I don't know. 
I just, I think I just, actually, I do know. I think I just imagine myself and I imagine my person in the future, like my, my adult house that I owned because yeah. my family, I grew up in a house that was rented. A car that I owned because I grew up in a family that didn't drive. We took public transport everywhere and I got my restricted before my mum and my mum doesn't, actually, she had a loaner. So, yeah, so my own car, full license, own house that I bought or with a husband or whatever, um, preferably like to do it myself, but it's okay. Um, uh, successful, and I'm not going to lie, I do want to be rich, but like mostly happy and successful. <laughs> and I just want to be that role model for everyone because I do know that everyone has their, a lot of people have their eyes on me. I do know that. I have a lot of Instagram followers, I reckon. Um, I, I'm known on TikTok as well. If, if Don't look for my TikTok, but I am known on TikTok as well. I've, my whole school keeps tabs on me they they do hear about what I do um even people in my community my family because I don't really see a lot of Cambodians around I'm not gonna lie so my whole Cambodian community like looks up to me for everything I think it's just having that I just want to be I just want to make everyone proud basically so whether that's like what about making yourself proud? Yeah, proud? no, but that's the thing. Making everyone proud makes myself proud, which is kind yeah. of toxic. That's Loki toxic. But, is Loki toxic yeah. but honestly, yeah, I am proud of myself. Even for what I've okay. done so far, I'm so proud of myself. And it can only get better. I'm not going to lie. I don't think, like, I've already done so much. And it, I just push myself. You know, I just push myself to be such a good person and a person that everyone would, would like and look up to. And that I'll like and that I'll die happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to die with knowing that I liked how I was and how what I achieved and just yeah. being like, so, I don't know. Like, that's what drives me, just to be that person, I guess. Okay, cool. That's not about death. That's about living your life because you want to live your life and do awesome things. Um, you yeah. said you shared some really awesome things. Um, any last words? Any one word that you would say to people listening to, to your podcast, any one word, anyone, anyone listening to this podcast, how, how should they live their life? Happy. <laughs> kind of happy. What about you, Danny? What about you? One word, how people should live their life, irrespective of the situation. Yeah. With gratitude. With gratitude. Awesome. Brilliant. Those are fantastic learnings there. You know, um, thank you, Danny. You've been fantastic today. And as always, Tana, you've been awesome. Um, Danny, we both wish you all the, all the best. We look forward to seeing you um, getting that house, getting that car, um, being, being Instagram famous, being TikTok famous, whatever it is. Um, I think we're just pretty humbled here that you actually joined us today. Uh, thank you very much and stay awesome. Stay awesome, everybody. And don't forget to fill your basket of knowledge before the, our next talk.